Welcome to the Listener Don't Podcast, a podcast featuring raw, uncut, and unfiltered conversations between two midlife girlfriends sharing their life experiences. Listener don't. Either way, we'll be fine. All right, friend. So at the tail end of the last episode, you opened a new can of worms that we are going to roll into for this next episode in balancing the masculine and feminine energy within. Mm-hmm, and you said mm-hmm. you had lots to say about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of them was um, a response to your comment at the end where you were considering male listeners mm-hmm. or male identifying listeners. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to be very um, respectful um, and honor everyone's, anyone's um, gender fluidity, mm-hmm. um, anyone and everyone's gender fluidity. This is interesting because we always think about male and female from a binary perspective. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there was a lot of movement towards honoring masculinity and feminine in everyone. And you were saying all of this, I think, in response to, you know, any sort of male identifying listeners who may feel like our previous episode was pretty heavy on the period talk. Let's just be mm-hmm. frank. Yeah. <laughs> and although I, I think that, you know, I think there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of feminine femininity within that discussion, um, yeah. but kind of taking maybe, like you said, this opposite view or this opposite spectrum and what you were offering men to consider in their bodies. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about the divine feminine or femininity, um, I was, I nearly started thinking of um, masculine energy and um, the balance within myself of both the masculine and the feminine. Yeah. Let me share with you a little story. I'm ready for it. Share away. So I was just getting to Chicago, maybe like three years in, you know, at that point I got out of a relationship. I was on the search to find myself. Um, and I met a friend. I was really, I was a fucking mess. Let's just put it to you that way. Um, and I remember looking for like, um, healing things to heal classes, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. came upon a, a yin yoga class. First time that I had taken like yin yoga. Yeah. Um, there was a teacher there who's now a, a really great dear friend who I absolutely love. Her name's Mia. She actually is back to teaching now in a studio <gasps> in Edgewater. I love Mia. Yes. Yes. Um, just open up her business. I'm so excited for her. But anyway, um, she was teaching this yoga class. Mm-hmm. It was at, at like 830 at night. I lived in Rogers Park. This class was all the way in um, Bucktown. Wicker Park. I was going to say, wasn't it Bucktown? I went to you, yes. went to that class with yes. you. Yeah. Yes. Um, so far, but it's 830 at night. I'm taking the class. Like that is how hungry I was for like, just to feel better. Go in do this class. I want to say like every other night or whenever it was, it was amazing. There was one moment when I'm in like a, I don't know, baby pigeon pose or child's pose with, you know, my knees completely splayed out and, you know, really opening up the hips, which is the point that you're making in the last uh, podcast uh-huh. of how so much emotion or maybe feminine energy lives there. If we feel pain, cried my eyes out. I remember just yeah. sobbing to the point where I could feel people looking over, even though it's a dark class, you know, kind of like looking like, what the fuck is this girl? She's going to be okay. She okay. <laughs> yeah. Mia coming over and giving me lots of pats and, you know, space yeah. basically to, um, to, to feel cut to becoming close friends with her um, and her um, sharing that she was in the process of um, learning more about shamanism training. Um, And she had a small office at that point in Andersonville, went there. And I remember as she, I was doing work with her, this uh, shamanic work with her, she told me something that I was pissed about for a long Mm -hmm. time. And I wouldn't say until maybe two years ago, (laughs) I'm ready for this. I'm so ready for this. 
she said, you know, because at that point I thought what I needed was another relationship mm-hmm. um, to make me feel better. Cause you know, why not? That's, that was my addiction. She said, I think that um, you are out of balance and your masculine energy is so big and so um, strong. You know, you lift all these heavy weights. It was super big into, you know, Olympic weightlifting at that point, like, mm-hmm. really, you lift all these heavy weights and you have this guard up essentially that keeps um, people from, you know, sort of penetrating this inner shell mm-hmm. of this softness and this femininity that you are now in that point, I was like, who the fuck do you think you are telling me that I'm too much of a man to be in a relationship with anyone? Cause that's what my brain heard. Like I'm sure, too manly, sure, you know, sure. my shoulders are too wide. My, yeah. you know, I'm thinking of all the physical aspects of, of yeah. what it meant. And it took me, I don't know, eight to 10 years to recognize like how right she was um, at that point for sure. But how masculinity is so much more um, than just this physical representation of what it means to be a man. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mm -hmm. what I really learned in that conversation with her, and then of course, years of my own self-work and balancing what I think is the masculine and feminine energy that is within me. And strength is such a tough word for me because I think it denies the the, the thought that women can be strong. But when I think of how I interpreted strength, which is this, and I'm doing this thing with physically with an upright posture and shoulders back, um, my chin sort of, you know, eye level, I thought, that's what she was saying I shouldn't be and femininity meant sort of going inward and cowering right um, and um, being insecure Um, and I (laughs) felt that she was telling me that as a result that I was masking my insecurity does all that make sense what I just shared it it does it makes a ton of sense and it's interesting as to how your depiction of feminism at that time meant Mm -hmm. small Yes. Meant closing my, bringing myself in, you know, like mm-hmm. I think of like, like you said, like not necessarily strength, but you know, would you say weak, right? Because yes. then yes. I think about, okay, well, what has been your role models within masculine and feminine? Ooh, bitch. Shit. I know. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I'm just taking <laughs> Mia, now that you got that dagger out of your back from Mia, hey. use it to slice open the front. Like, let's just Ooh. open up that heart. Okay, let me go there then, because yeah. I did not consider that question, which is... Yeah. Or a little exa- there were no men in my family. There yeah. were no male role models, I would say, in my family. There were right. men, obviously, I'm here. Did not have a relationship with my father. My grandfather and I, um, our relationship ended when I was pretty young and later, you know, rekindled. Um, but, you know, a lot of trauma there. My great-grandfather died when I was pretty young and we didn't have a, a necessarily close relationship. The man in my mother's life for 20 plus years was, you know, abusive, um, to say the mm-hmm. least. Um, so I had a lot of resentment, um, towards mm-hmm. him and, and maybe even towards her. I don't have to say maybe even there definitely was some resentment towards her for years that we've since, you know, come, come full circle on as far as that healing goes, but there were none. And as a result of that, <clears throat> what I had were incredibly strong, independent female figures. Yeah. I grew up in a female headed household. My mm-hmm. mother worked her ass off. She took care of everybody, including myself in the way that she knew how to take care of, which was right. financially. That was yep. a big thing. Ugh. You know, there was that there was a lot of pride um, in not needing to depend on men in my right. in my home and my body and myself and the models of the women that I grew up with. Yeah. And there was a lot of negative 
talk about men in particular as you know which was really just a reflection of the kind of pain that went unhealed um with these women and i think a generational trauma um as a result of as a result of their experiences with men so yeah those were my models so therefore yeah. like i'm that too i'm that bitch i'm i don't need y'all i don't need y'all well it, it's <laughs> i think it's just interesting when you start to think about when you start to think about the masculine feminine and you start to understand what were you shown yeah, and what is it that you now are modeling your life after from those mm-hmm. experiences mm. and how do we hold on to that in our bodies? And like mm-hmm. to your point, like how do you start to balance that? I think the biggest thing is first, can you recognize? Yeah the masculine and feminine energy that you were surrounded with Mm, mm -hmm. what that looked like and then what has been the definitions that you've created from those experiences oh wow jill you're on fire today i told you it was all about this aura palooza they told me I'm a light worker and here I am tapping into my intuition. You are on fire because what I think and just explaining, they're giving you the, um, like the context of what I grew up with to therefore interpret the weakness of femininity, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe my interpret my previous interpretation of that. And as a result, needing to overcompensate with what is, um, what I believe at the time was more masculine, um, energy right. and traits was as a result of the imbalance of both masculine and feminine in my growing up. Complete right. imbalance. Yeah. Because was there anybody and, you know, like, how do you define just let's, let's put this on the table first. How do you define femininity now? Mm. Wow. <sighs> I have coded language that I want to say, and I think I'm uncomfortable with it. Um, for example, you know, I think of, so let me go deeper than that. I think I wanted to start off by saying um, nurturing, but that isn't to deny um, the experience of um, nurturing with like from a masculine perspective. Yep. And I think let's not hold it with that masculine Mm -hmm. edge. Let's Mm -hmm. just find the separations first. Okay. Okay. Of what feminine me- feminine means to you now. The feminine experience to me means um, being very conscious and present in the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what I'm picturing in my head right now are not only colors, but smells. Like I'm yeah. smelling um, an iris. I can okay. see a blush pink color. I can feel the softness of like the very softest of, of cotton sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. Um, I can feel the warmth of a bath. I can um, feel the warmth of a sun. Like yep. those to me are maybe feminine, like what I associate with feminine qualities, which I know they're not necessarily qualities. They're just like sort of illustrations in my head. Yeah. Uh, of, and it's yours. Yeah, yeah. It's yours. Yeah. It's for you. So in those images and in those mm-hmm. feelings and sensations, were those examples given to you as a child? I'm sure they were, but I can't pinpoint a specific connection at this point. Sure. Sure. You know, I'm sure they were. Sure. Um, a lot of it feels like um a way to describe femininity as I am like in my adulthood, because I think femininity um, growing up, the interpretation was again, weakness and a reliance and a dependence upon um, men, specifically men, not masculine, but men, just men. 
Yeah. 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 Didn't need to be masculine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's interesting. So like now in looking at yourself mm-hmm. of the things that you've articulated, do you see those things in yourself as far as that femininity? A hundred percent. Awesome. Awesome. hundred percent. Um, to me, that is, that is the caring for myself. Yeah. Um, that to me is the bringing out the balance piece of between my own masculine and feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with, you know, the, the posturing that I'm doing right now, yeah. the shoulders yeah. back and that, that isn't masculine energy, even though it could be interpreted that that's confidence. Right. And there's also nothing wrong with feeling insecure and being vulnerable, Absolutely. Um, which I think could be interpreted in, you know, it's opposition or the opposite end of, of the spectrum, which is that femininity. Agreed. And that isn't bad bad either. That is no great <laughs> because I think it's the femininity that was tore down from who women are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It was made to be not okay. It was mm-hmm. made to be mm-hmm. if, if you cried, you're weak. So yes. that means if you cried, you're weak, you're a girl, right? Boys don't cry. They're strong, right? At the right. very base, the very basic of that. Right. So it's just being able to break down those sort of barriers as far as, no, you're just a human being. You get to have emotions and that is okay to experience that and to be able to not identify that as masculine or feminine. You're just a fucking human being. Right. And let's look at the fact that all of what you just said are can that all of what you just said. Um, there's a power dynamic and within Mm -hmm. that power dynamic, there's also this monetization of each one of those energies, you know, in order to be successfully successful financially. And I'm thinking in terms of, you know, it's the corporate world where I'm, Mm -hmm. where I spend my fucking day to day. Um, there are qualities that are of value within that space and that space, um, values, uh, overconfidence. Yeah. Um, when the opposite of vulnerability, you know, absolutely, absolutely, and it's percent secure. Like it, it represents that is that's what gets you paid. Only, mm-hmm. only though to an extent for a woman, but given accolades, if you're a man, a hundred percent, one hundred percent, yeah. There's still a balance that absolutely. I think women have to um, very much display yeah. um, in environments or systems that are purely um, identified as like these masculine spaces. And I think that yeah, money, power, all of that, a hundred percent, I still have to, you know, be and appear to be caring and soft enough um, in order to be seen as someone that in order, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? In order to be seen as like a, a fully rounded um, contributor, you know, a well-rounded contributor within that space. That makes my skin crawl. Mm. Because what's the sacrifice? I'm unauthentic. Absolutely. So you're sacrificing yourself. 100%. It's not, there's not, there's no integrity in that for me. No, because they're, you're playing the game. Exactly. And you're playing exactly. a bigger game because you're also a black female. Girl tell it say it for the people in the back (laughs) (laughs) and I can't because it's not my story right like I can recognize it and I can see it and I can experience it through Mm -hmm. through you and through what you're telling me but just 
all the complexities of that on yeah. top of it. Yeah. Um, and it's not to play the oppression Olympics because I do think, um, had I been, been a trans woman or um, an out lesbian, you know, right. black woman, like, I mean, you know, again, sort of the, the integrity, um, mm-hmm. to keep very true and authentic to myself, but also understanding and recognizing that there's going to be a shit ton of barriers. Yeah. Um, and in order for me to play the game, I have to sort of keep in mind how uncomfortable it may seem to those who are still abiding by within this system, this sort of corporate yep. power system. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But it also like, I, again, I just keep going back to an awareness of, yeah. Cause I get that you and I are not going to change the corporate structure of the no. world. We're not going to change the society, <laughs> you know, and what their definition of feminine feminism is and what masculine is. Mm-hmm. Um, because even I feel like the masculine is very jaded, like it needs an update. Right. Yeah. hundred um, <laughs> percent. It all needs 100%. to be updated. It all does. It all does. But in what we were talking about in the beginning is how can we begin to balance that? Well, I'm going to flip that question back to you. Ooh, like really though, because have you, one, have you felt an imbalance ever? Have you in myself felt an or others in yourself in yourself? Like yeah. how have you felt that imbalance? And then how, what, what do you do? How, uh, what does it look like? How does it, what is it, what does that imbalance look like? And then how do you, if you I do th- approach it? I think I'm similar to you in the the strength piece of it, right? Because mm-hmm. when I feel weak, then I start to feel like I'm this little girl that is insignificant mm-hmm. and that I'm, I make myself small mm-hmm. because I feel, therefore, then that I, my opinion doesn't matter. Yeah. So that's how it, so yeah. for, for me, it's very much like you were talking about in the beginning, like just kind of the shrinking of the shoulders. I feel very, mm-hmm. very small. Don't look at me. Don't see me. Mm-hmm. I've got nothing of value. Mm-hmm. I used to call myself the side salad to my husband, mm-hmm. if that says mm-hmm. anything, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning that I'm not as significant. Yeah. And so for me, that's what that imbalance looked like is mm-hmm. that I didn't necessarily know what feminism was. Because again, I, similar to you, I also didn't have role models that were what I would have deemed the feminine woman other than mm-hmm. they cooked, they cleaned, yep. they provided a home for their husbands, they mm-hmm. didn't work and mm-hmm. the husband supported them. So it was very much the traditional yeah. masculine feminine role. And how I balance that now is through just like we were talking about as far as like that self-care in doing the things that just make me feel grounded and make me mm-hmm. feel connected to self. But I struggle with that on the regs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do as well. But I also like playing with the edges of it too. Um, mm. And my edge for me is like some of what you mentioned when I think of fem- like how that, how I can outwardly display femininity. And I think it is by being openly vulnerable in a, in a setting like work for me, that is um, one, I think it gives an opportunity for me to connect with um, 
we'll say like my team, for example, the people yeah. that I manage. I recently um, had conversation with one about things outside of work, not personal, mm-hmm. but some of the things that, um, I don't know, life things that happened. Yeah. To me, that's a sign of vulnerability. And that is the opposite of what the system of like a corporate setting right. would want you to do. Yep. Play with that edge by wearing red lipstick. If we're talking about clothing, like Ooh. that to me is more of a, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a very feminine sort of thing, but it's also really powerful. Sure. And I associate a lot of masculinity with powerfulness and confidence yep. again, but to me, that's the edge of, of femininity. The masculinity, when I feel like that piece of it comes in like a hundred percent in the way that I dress, I fucking love an androgynous look. You know that I love yeah. a soft butch look. Yep. I love it. So <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> I love it, you know, because yeah. no matter what, I'm always going to look like, you know, I, how I look because I got some big ass cities. So I'm going to yeah. still wear, you know, like a sweatshirt and some Nikes and, yeah. you know, carry this sort of edge of um, what feels like hardness and, I don't know, BD, you know, mm-hmm. big dick energy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to do it with like some red lips, girl. Well, I like it. <laughs> and I think that that's how I play with my edge more mm-hmm. also is mm-hmm. through how I dress how I talk. Yeah. I love, I love to swear. Yes. Um, <laughs> standing up for other women in things mm. that I see. So like mm-hmm. if I hear a comment mm-hmm. that is sexist, I am mm-hmm. quick to correct. Yes. Yes, you are. Um, where else do I play with it? Tattoos. Tattoos yeah. are an edge for me that I really like and mm-hmm. getting more and more comfortable with showing off my legs. Okay. Yeah. Girl. Yes. Yeah. I love this. I love, I love this idea of these very practical ways um, that we can implement um, balance between these two energies within ourselves, however we choose to define them. Right. Um, Because as you're talking, I'm like, is that, is that, I'm like, no, yeah, it all is. It all is whatever Mm -hmm. it is in Mm -hmm. it because it, it, it is that for you. Yeah, um, absolutely. Whether it be the masculine indivi- or feminine. Well, yeah. and I think it's just the individualism in it, right? Mm-hmm. Like you were talking about in the beginning as far as like being conscious of the identifications with mm-hmm. non-binary. Mm-hmm. And it, to me, it all comes down to identifying with who you are as yourself and what that feminism and masculine means to you, mm-hmm. regardless mm-hmm. of labeling it with a pronoun, right? It's just all about how are you identifying as a human and how are you freely expressing the masculine feminine energies within you to find that balance and to just be who at your soul's, I don't know, your soul's sort of like core. Yeah. Well, how are you honoring yourself? Absolutely. Um, how are you honoring not only yourself, but how, how are you continuing to grow? I keep thinking of um, this woman in my yoga teacher training, always saying like, I have a wish to grow, wish to grow. Mm. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that too. All right. Take away my friend. Gosh, I'm feeling really grounded and curious about this expansion of defining what is masculine and feminine energy and to consciously um, and intentionally think about some of the ways in which I choose to balance it on a daily basis. Like I'm, I'm just, that's what I'm thinking of. Like I'm, my takeaway is to again, sort of <laughs> do what I did the last time, journal a little bit more on like what conscious and unconscious ways am I um, balancing um, what I believe to be masculine and the feminine within me and um, wanting that balance more 
like, what are some ways that I can do that so I can address them when or if I feel out of balance? Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I'm going to take that as my takeaway because you summed (laughs) up, yeah, you summed it up beautifully. Mm. So thank you, friend. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Fun combo. I know. I know. I love this. High five to (laughs) us. All right. Well, until we meet again. Thanks, friend, for tuning in to this episode of the Listener Don't Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. And if so, please write us a review and share us with your friends. This episode is sponsored by Jill Daler Coaching, here to guide you to discover and recover your authentic self. If you're ready to create and live a fuck yeah life, I'm here for it. Let's connect at jilldaler.com.